It's the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. This is the AC Report. One of the most interesting communities anywhere in the world, and I can't think of anybody more interesting to look at that community with than Chuck Darrow. Chuck Darrow is a veteran journalist, a casino lifestyle specialist, and uh, these days he's a writer for Philadelphia Weekly, for the Sun Newspaper Group of uh, South Jersey, and for Better's insider.com chuck it has been way too long since uh we spoke either on the radio or in person it's great to talk to you again uh right back at you baby it absolutely has been too long and i am uh thrilled and delighted to be joining you yet again hey chuck what's well, going on since the last time we spoke on the radio our show's now airing in nevada as well and we're very happy to be carried on the nevada talk oh, network i did not know that well, wow. so, yeah well that's that's what, what i'm uh, i'm going to tap into your expertise on that one as well how much time have you spent at the casinos in nevada and how do you compare the casino experience in a place like Atlantic City, New Jersey, with the kind of uh, casinos that you might come across in Nevada? Well, first of all, when you say Nevada, are you talking about the entire state or specifically Las Vegas? Because there is no comparison between the two in um, Las Vegas, and, or I'm sorry, between Las Vegas and Atlantic City. Las Vegas is, is an entirely different animal for any number of reasons. But the casinos outside of Las Vegas, there are only two other um, jurisdictions, gambling jurisdictions, really, in Nevada. Now, that's not to say there aren't a lot of casinos throughout the state, but if you're familiar at all with the state, it is really huge and really uh, sparsely populated. Uh, it's pretty much the anti-New Jersey. Gotcha. Okay. There's something, oh, yeah. No. So – and I, Atlantic City's casinos uh, that I, I I can't say and well there's Lake Tahoe and, and Reno and unfortunately I have yet to get there but I have been in Laughlin and I have been uh, in other parts of the state outside of Las Vegas and uh, the Atlantic City properties absolutely measure up to those and probably more or less surpass them because their functions are different um, but you can't compare anywhere to Las Vegas for for any number of reasons just beginning with um, the fact that Las Vegas is um, Las Vegas primarily operates 
not even really as a tourist destination, although that is certainly a major part of it. But what makes Las Vegas Las Vegas is the uh, convention business because it is nothing Mm. at all for the city to host multiple, one, but certainly, I mean, two, but certainly one almost every week when things are really, you know, roaring out there. Of the conventions or trade shows that attract twenty, thirty thousand people. When um, when Atlantic City legalized casino gambling in the late seventies, a lot of folks were talking about Atlantic City as the Vegas of the East, and they were even saying that maybe this could be a competitor to Las Vegas. That never that never materialized. They never really gave Vegas a run for its money. H- how come? That's not true. What's not true? Straighten me out. No. no okay. So Atlantic, remember when Atlantic City um, legalized, well, legalized it in '76 with the referendum vote. '77, when Governor, then Governor Byrne signed the June '77, he signed the Casino Control Act into law, which legalized the uh, operation of, of casinos in Atlantic City. So there was a period between '78 and, excuse me, one second. <coughs> Excuse me about. I'm oh, sorry about that. Sure. Um, anyway, there was a period of about 14 years when Atlantic City had the absolute monopoly east of the Mississippi River. So it was. At, so at the time, it was certainly siphoning off some degree of business of people from the East Coast who wouldn't otherwise have flown out to Vegas now could drive to Atlantic City. And by the uh, early to mid 2000s. Right before the um, when when the uh, economy went south in two thousand seven two thousand eight, um, Atlantic the twelve at the time twelve casinos in Atlantic City were actually grossing more, if, if memory serves, than the twenty five or thirty five casinos along the Las Vegas. Are you kidding? Trip. Wow, I did not uh, yeah, know that. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. wild. Yeah, yeah, um, but then. What happened was Las Vegas, because Las, you know what Las Vegas has well, that Atlantic City doesn't have physically is just pretty much unlimited land. You know, Atlantic City is 48 square blocks, and there's not, not much you can do beyond that and, within, and stay within the city limits. Las Vegas is just desert, so they kept Las Vegas kept expanding, and they built not only the mega resorts. Like starting with the Mirage, and I guess the ultimate example first, the first one would have been, um, well, there's MGM Grand, which is still probably the largest around, but there, you know, the, the uh, Bellagio and then Aria and so on and so forth. And, but what it did was to maybe become a real convention town to, to specialize in that. And because they had the room to build tens of thousands of hotel rooms, I mean, Atlantic City. Total has less, I think. It used well with twelve casinos. It was about fifteen thousand hotel rooms total, uh, including non-casino hotels. Now with nine casinos, I'm going to guess it's probably ten or eleven thousand maximum. And uh, I'm not sure. I should probably look into that. But Las Vegas, on the other hand, was able to accommodate thirty thousand hotel or the sales of thirty thousand hotel rooms every week. And well, also, not not only do you need hotel rooms, but you need the convention space itself. And and they built uh, Sheldon Adelson built the the convention center, and now they're building uh, Madison Square Garden is opening this crazy looking globe of a convention hall uh, behind 
uh, Venetian in that in that area, uh, which would be I guess east of the uh, of, let's see, uh, yeah, east of the Strip. So that that's what makes Las Vegas Las Vegas. That's why you can't compare. It's it's only it's not apples and oranges. It's apples and Toyotas. I mean, <laughs> understood. It, it, understood. Hey, one of the things that uh, that whenever I'm asked to make that comparison, and I agree with you that it's really there's no comparison between the com- two communities for a variety of reasons. But whenever I'm asked yeah. to make the comparison between uh, Atlantic City and Las Vegas, the first thing that I always mention is the incredible Atlantic City boardwalk, the longest boardwalk in, I believe, the world. And now, apparently, the Atlantic City boardwalk has been named the greatest boardwalk in the entire country. What's the story here? Who's naming this the country's best boardwalk and why? uh, that was was that Travel and Leisure magazine or Forbes? I'm sorry, I don't have it in front of me. Now. It was actually Photos, Photos uh, travel oh, website, Photos, okay, Forbes, Photos. Okay, Photos, which is a major travel uh, entity. I can't say just publication anymore because I'm assuming, like most other publications, the bulk of what they do now is online. Um, so any anyway, as it should be, because first of all, not only was it is it the longest, it was the first. It it gave the world, the concept of the boardwalk. But what I love about the Atlantic City boardwalk is that whether by design or just random luck or whatever, it has not become Mm Disney-fied. I love the the realness and the grittiness. Me too, me too. You know, it it could have very well, and 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 that's you know part of the reason of Vegas's success, and also you know the weather is a factor and palm trees, because we here in the east, you know, everybody loves palm trees because we don't have them. So, but 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 even the the, the Las Vegas Strip is kind of Disney fine. I mean, it's it's not it's not a family destination, not in that respect, but it's very corporate. All right, you have very, to go if you want to see a grittier Vegas. You got to go downtown. Right, exactly. And even downtown, uh, you know, with Fremont Street, yeah, it's it's grittier than the strip, but it's still like last I was there last last year and it's still kind of Disney fine yeah. in that there's there's more of a, it's it's I don't even know how I would explain it, but it's sort of a more self-conscious effort to attract people whereas Atlantic City's boardwalk it's almost like here we are take us or leave it leave us you know that's what I I love about the boardwalk it doesn't appear to try to be anything other than what it is which is just a funky real and interesting thoroughfare that is unlike any other certainly that that I've ever ever seen yeah I mean there are some other pretty good boardwalks Wildwood and and um, Ocean City, Maryland is pretty impressive, but it's it's not Atlantic City. There's something about Atlantic City, and so you know, many great uh, businesses along that boardwalk. Putting aside the the casinos, I mean the yeah. uh, the little shops are are just terrific. The uh, the the boardwalk bars, uh, the fact that uh, it's just I think uh, there. I was yeah. glad to see them recognized as the best and, boardwalk in the country. And, and even even the, the sights and the smells. I mean, it's, it's a great place for people watching. You know, in on a hot summer's day, mm. that that intoxicating, you know, uh, blend of the odors of you know the salt air and um, suntan lotion and you know cheesesteaks frying on grills. I mean, it's it's it can't be beat. It's 
So I'm, I'm thrilled to pieces about that. We're talking with uh, Chuck Darrow. He is a veteran casino journalist these days. You could read him in Philadelphia Weekly and uh, bettersinsider.com. He also writes for Sun Newspaper Group of South Jersey. Chuck, how is uh, this summer treating Atlantic City thus far from what you've been able to tell? I it, it's, it's, it seems to be overall pretty good. I have to admit, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to get into specific casinos, but I found I was at one last week and um, it was, it was a Wednesday night, Thursday night, I guess last Thursday night. And it was not nearly as crowded hmm. as I would have expected it to be. And as it would have been say this you know, July of 2000, let's say, or July of 2005, uh, which was kind of the peak year of 2005, I believe was the peak year for, um, uh, revenue down so there. What do you by, attribute by that to? Is that uh, due to the prevalence of? Well, w- what do you think? Well, 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 let me let me finish the thought. Mm-hmm. But there are other properties that I've been to that are absolutely jamming. So uh, overall, I mean, the boardwalk seems to be as certainly as crowded as I've I've seen it in past summers. Maybe not more so, but there seems to be just a, a nice steady flow when I've been down there, which is a couple times a week. Um, it's, 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 it's a nice steady flow of people and and more, I think the boardwalk casinos are doing well because again, they're on the boardwalk mm. and th- there are other issues. I mean, for instance, for God, I mean, I, I mean, you know, sometimes you have to name names because it wouldn't make any sense. Otherwise, um, unfortunately, Borgata's transition, I think we might've spoken about this before, when Borgata was just absolutely eating every other casino's lunch, that was when it was owned. Well, it used to be a 50-50 partnership of Boyd and MGM, Boyd, Boyd Gaming, MGM Resorts. Boyd Gaming being a privately held family-run company and a, a large one. They have uh, casinos all over the country. And, and MGM Resorts, which is publicly traded. And a few years ago, maybe three, four years ago, something like that, five years at most, all of a sudden, MGM decided they wanted Borgata, and they bought out mm-hmm. Boyd. And there's a whole—it's a whole different mindset because it's a publicly traded, much larger corporation. So, I've you know I've had people tell me that they just don't find Borgata as it once was. For instance, uh, one of the things, one of the main reasons why Borgata was, and and it probably still is. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to, you know, get, overstate things or give false impressions. It, pro- but it, it probably still is at the moment the gold standard of Atlantic City's casinos. But it has been pretty much since it opened in, in July of 2003. And people who are, have been regular customers there for years are telling me that they just not they're just not finding it the same. There's not the same. There's something that's missing. And well, one of the reasons I started to say that Borgata's success over the, the decades now. Almost, um, it was more than two. No, next year will be two. Will be twenty years. Is that when Boyd ran it, Borgata got fifty million dollars a year from from Boyd Gaming from corporate to do whatever management there felt was needed, whether it was uh, physical plant improvements or the creation of new restaurants. Of they tried a, uh, an outdoor concert venue one year. It didn't. I don't know. Not sure why it didn't work. But it didn't. But the point is, they got a, a very large amount of money to really, you know, to spruce things up. Whatever management felt, that went away. And so, um, but but yet, 
you go to Hard Rock and you go to Ocean, which to me, I think we discussed before, is a real success story of the past uh, year or two, certainly of the pandemic era. But Hard Rock is, you go to Hard Rock and it is absolutely, you know, they're crushing it every which way. It it is, I don't want to say it's packed, packed, but it's always crowded. Yeah, no, no, that is my, uh, that's my experience, absolutely, and at all those properties, the the uh, the the degre- degradation of the experience at Borgata and just Hard Rock being being an incredible place and uh, and Ocean. Speaking of Borgata, yeah. though, uh, they are now uh, once again offering the burlesque show, which yes. we haven't seen for a couple of years. For no, be- it, the, for, the for, last the last performance pre-pandemic was, I believe, New Year's Eve of 2019. They uh, they did a, a, a week, or maybe it was December 30th. They they brought it back. It's usually like April to October, but they bring it back for the holiday week. All right. So tell and people then, about course, this uh, burlesque show if they haven't been there before. It is, um, if you're familiar with the concept of burlesque, which was a rather, it was sort of the place where polite society could kind of get its jollies, kind of walk on the wild side a little. It was it was the coarser, more vulgar little brother of vaudeville back when in say you know from the 20s to maybe the 50s and there were strippers not the strippers that you find at gentlemen's clubs today these were more elaborate choreographed dances that ended generally with the with the dancers uh down to pasties and and g-strings but comedy was a very large part of burlesque and nine years ago or ten years ago because it took a while to bring the produce the first one alan valentine uh who is the Ziegfeld, <laughs> I hope people get that reference still today, oh, yeah. of Atlantic City production shows. Um, they were got to brought him in to, they wanted a, because at the time burlesque kind of was having a revival amongst the hipster crowd out in LA and then uh, Vegas um, discovered it and it became a thing. And it, it, is, it has been just real. It's the only production show in the 19 years that Borgata has, has been there, the only regularly scheduled production show. And it is a throwback. The, the 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 girls or the women, I'm sorry, the women of the cast, the, the featured dancers and strippers, and that's what they are. They get down to, to uh, pan, uh, pasties and g-strings because New Jersey law says you can't have nudity if you're in a building where you're serving alcohol. And it's it is is it sexy? Yes. Is it vulgar? Are, are the, are those numbers vulgar or lewd? No. And the proof is that women make up about half the audience and they love it as much as the men. And then there's comedy. And this is not the stand-up comedy talking about, you know, dating or whatever or politics. This is old, dirty, mostly the new comic because uh, the original comic for eight years, uh, a brilliant guy named Jeff Paramian sadly died in 2020, not of COVID, of heart issues. And they, his uh, the guy, you can't really replace Jeff Parami, but – the guy who is now doing it, Chris Morris, he basically tells, as I wrote in my review, you know, jokes, dirty jokes that were old when his grandfather was telling them in elementary school. <laughs> but but funny is funny. So it is adult. You have to be 21 to get in. It, it it's, it's definitely goes against the grain of, you know, our, our perpetually aggrieved politically society. Love uh, it. Politically correct society. Love it. And that's part of the fun of it. Uh, that, hey. That it's, 
I, I was at the um, I was at the Hard Rock two weeks ago, but I stayed out late playing baccarat until about six forty five. So that means uh, by the time I woke up, it was time for us to check out. I did not get to see the Van Gogh exhibit. That was the first weekend that it was at the Hard Rock. But I'm hoping to get to Atlantic City at least one more time before the end of summer and see this Van Gogh exhibit. When we think of casinos, we don't necessarily think of fine art. That is until now. What is this Van Go exhibit. Have you seen it? What's it all about? Yeah, it's okay. So this this is this is one of the two. Apparently, there were two separate ones, but they're sort of the same things. They're dedicated and they've toured the world. They've been literally around the world with this exhibit, and it's it's sort of it's not interactive, but it's what they call immersive. So it takes up the entirety of the um, what is now the Seminole Ballroom, which is the main ballroom in Hard Rock on the second level, and. You walk in, and there are these giant panels that alternate. I don't know how many there are, probably a couple dozen. And they they alternate between – half of them give you biographical information about Vincent van Gogh, of course, the famous uh, author or author artist of the late um, 19th century who was most famous for cutting off his ear in a fit of madness. Um, and then he ultimately killed himself at age, I believe, 37. And he's considered one of the, you know, the great artists in his pictures today go for tens of millions of dollars if you can buy them, if they're, if they're available. And so part of that is just to buy – you read about his life, which was a very unhappy, unfulfilled, miserable life because in, it wasn't really until he died that he became Van Gogh. Before when he was alive, he was just another two-bit artist you know, trying to eke out a living. And then the other part, half of the panels – um, are quotes about various, like the human condition and his condition, generally drawn from correspondence, a lot of it with his brother, uh, Theo, I believe his name was. And then you go into the second room, and this is the immersive part. The walls, it's it's basically 300, it's more than 360 degrees kind of because not only are his um, you know, dozens and scores of his art, of his works projected, on screens that fill the four walls of, of this part of the ballroom. But even there are projections on the floor and there's music, there's some spoken word and you, you really are sort of put in the middle of his artwork. So you see it, it's not just a, a two dimensional painting, you know, in a frame, it sort of surrounds you. So it's an entirely different experience and the technology involved is very impressive. Uh, but as as I wrote in my review, you really have to have some degree of interest to to really avail yourself of. of I see. Pleasure. So if you're not necessarily into art, this is not something right. that's going to win Gogh, you over. Or, or Van Gogh specifically, yeah. I I, it, I was I was I was I was impressed by it. It was certainly interesting, but I was not really huh. engaged because I'm just not wired that way. I don't have sure. that gene. I'm not a big you know art guy. So. But I, you know, as, as I as I wrote, the key here to me, the, the real takeaway is that the uh, management team at Hard Rock is expanding the parameters of quote casino entertainment. That it doesn't just have to be music and comedy. That there there can be other things off kind of off off the beaten track or out of the box to coin a phrase that will attract now i don't know what numbers are and i know they probably wouldn't release them if i asked they wouldn't tell me but um they they're 
prediction was that over the course of the seven weeks, uh, it's there and it's there till I believe August 28th, 29th, that 100,000 people would come through. And mm. I, I don't I don't think that's an unreasonable uh, number, but it's just so even but even if it isn't quite that successful, I hope that the team there, Joe Lupo, the CEO, Mike Woodside, his uh, entertainment guy, that they continue to push that that envelope that uh to just you know this is just so interesting and creative and different that to me is is the real value in the van gogh exhibit absolutely they're doing a great job uh just about out of time here chuck but i have to ask you about the illusionists at harris what's the illusionists it is a magic show featuring four separate acts um it's it's toured as not just casinos but theaters around the country for for several years anyway now uh it's not the first time it's been in atlantic city atlantic city in its heyday back in the 90s early 2000s magic was an absolute summertime staple there was usually two or three uh, big time magicians i mean not david copperfield big time but guys uh, like Jeff McBride and uh, Mark Kalin and Ginger uh, and uh, Lance Burton, who was the king of the, of the strip at one point out in, in Vegas. So Harris is the only casino doing that this year. Usually I said there were two or even three casinos that would bring in summer-long magic shows. This is a very, not surprisingly, it's, it's kind of a low-budget deal. There's not a lot of production. There's not um, – Lot, there are none of the of the of the main uh, magicians use the giant devices. Um, there's some, but not like on a grand scale as there once was. However, the magic is really. I'm a magic fan. I always have been. Um, it's it's varied. One guy's sort of a comedian. Uh, another guy is kind of a more traditional magician. Um, it's it's just really a lot of fun. And if you like magic, if, if only because it's the only game in town this summer. But it, it, it's it definitely, if you're a fan of magic, it's absolutely worth seeing. Cool. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Cool. Well, I, uh, Chuck, it is always a treat uh, chatting with you. And uh, I'll look forward to seeing Great you on my next trip to Atlantic City. Uh, people can uh, please, check yeah, you. Let's, your... let's try to make that. Yeah, let's try to make that happen. Absolutely. And, people uh, can I read your work. You early in... And I thank you for the invitation. I always uh, have a great time. Well, it's my pleasure, Chuck. Folks can read Chuck's work in uh, bettersinsider.com, in Philadelphia Weekly, and with the Sun Newspaper Group. If you want to comment on any portion of our discussion, you're welcome to give me a call, 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-9222. Straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. Midnight. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.